The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who keeps hurting themselves on Spotify. But <laughs> before we get you before we get into it, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Correct. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. So please take our advice as you see fit in your life. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right. It is Monday on my calendar right now. So we're going to do a check-in topic. Uh, the check-in topic today is... Uh, inspired by a letter from Green Eyed Monster, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from Singletown. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the question is all about engagement envy. <clears throat> Some of the letter writer's closest friends are getting engaged to like their first partner. You know, meanwhile, the letter writer is like, I'm not having any luck in the romance department, and they feel like such a loser. They write when they f when I first found out about their engagements, all in the same week, I felt so happy for them. And then I was quickly met with envy, 
and tears of sadness. Gross, I know. I feel overwhelmed with a flood of sad and jealous feelings because I feel as though I'm not doing something right. Mm. I'm a major perfectionist and engagements seem like one thing I will never experience. Um, and they go on to they they go on to list an engagement as as what feels like an accomplishment. Um they know they, it, they they know that it isn't that, but it feels like that, which I think is really, really relatable. For sure. So general uh, check-in topic conversation about uh, engagement envy. And I'll take it one more step farther and basically say um, envy when it comes specifically to that relationship escalator that we see sure. in society and in popular culture, which is you date you move in together, you get engaged, you get married, you ha- you get pregnant, you have a baby, you... Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then the escalator just melts into a pool of lava, apparently, according to my... die. Die, yeah, and then you die. <laughs> that's, that's the escalator. That is. Okay, so, uh, Sam, tell me, tell me what you feel about relationship, or excuse me, engagement envy. Have you ever experienced it? Have I ever experienced it? No. <laughs> have you re- have you experienced relationship? <laughs> You're laughing because yeah, you, I was gonna say it's like so it. deeply relatable, but then I was like, I haven't experienced it though. <laughs> but it is relatable because I know you've experienced, um, you know, escalator envy. Let's call it. Oh, for of sure. Like people are people are are achieving things even in relationship that you aren't and, f- and you feel like you should mm-hmm. or you're falling behind. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I don't think it's been about engagements ever. Um, but I do think for sure that like, there's a lot, it's deeply understandable that folks have envy around some of those like big relationship milestones that people might be experiencing around them. Right. And like being single and looking at your friends who are, who are dating or, um, or even like living in an apartment with your partner or partners and like your friends are buying houses all around you, right? Where it feels like, oh, I'm right. left behind. Like I should have my act together in a really real way. And I think that there's like, there's an element of that that goes with like relationship stuff. There's also an element of it that goes with just like general adulthood stuff where it's like really easy for us to like look at ourselves and be like, oh my God, that person has like, that type of career or, oh my God, that person has two dogs and I have no dogs. Like, what am I supposed to do? Right. Like, oh God, that person (laughs) reads all those books and they don't like feel hungover ever because they don't drink that much. Right. Like all of this sort of stuff. Those people have matching furniture. That's it. (laughs) I'll never, I'll never have matching furniture. (laughs) For sure. But I'll, I'll, but I will want matching furniture, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Matching, matching furniture is super important and we should all be (laughs) striving for it. Listen, I confess my wound to you. Don't make fun of it. <laughs> it's like, I don't I know, the two lamps in this room are from wear. Target. So I like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. They look great though. Uh, I, yeah. Another thing I wanted to pull out of this letter that I think is really relatable too is um, the letter writer specified that their friends are getting engaged to their first partners. And what a highlight of our our societal bias for relationships that last long instead of last well or exist well, you know? For sure. Um, I think I've definitely felt some insecurity about that because um, I, 
for so long, basically until this podcast, I revered relationships that lasted a long time, um, you know, including like my grandparents being together for 50 plus years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I sort of realized then we are prioritizing the length of a relationship over the actual quality or content of it. And um, I had to release myself of the pressure to be in a long relationship because it, it that that isn't a testament to my quote unquote relationship success sure. or my happiness or or whatnot. Yeah, no, and I think it's about it's like longevity, and then there's also this thing of like you found love first, right? Like you like you were able to get it. Ooh, you weren't you, you weren't tarnished. <laughs> yeah, you weren't like tarnished by yeah. having dated multiple people, which again is like yeah. It's tied to this. Like, I'm hella tarnished. <laughs> I'm very tarnished. Let me tell you. Talk to my therapist. He'll tell you about how much. Um, no, like this, this idea of like this sort of purity culture aspect to it as well, yeah. right? Where it's like, oh, it's so much better if you can give it to your first love and that your first love, like, oh, we were high school sweethearts yes. and we like made yeah. it all the way, right? And it's like, thank God that I did not marry the thank person God. I was dating in my early 20s. Like that would have been a terrible decision thank for God. me, um, right? And like, I don't know, I I got engaged at uh, 29, 30, and I was like, this feels like an appropriate age for me to know myself well enough to like decide if I want to spend a lot of time with a particular person. Um, but I think that it is really tied to like, again, this sort of all of these like intersecting stories that we have about relationships and about adulthood and, and all of this stuff that are really just designed to make some people feel really good about themselves and some people to feel really bad about themselves. Right. And like, I totally agree. And it's just, it's really hard to let it go for sure. And I think that's sort of the, the, the general advice that I would give you is that like, you're not doing anything wrong by being jealous of these people, right? Like you are sitting in a circumstance and in a position where the, the circumstances are designed to make you feel bad. Right. And then, yeah. and then you like beat yourself up for saying like, well, I feel bad. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. Like that's the rules and you're just following the rules. <laughs> And you the rules sh- suck. Don't yeah, get you us didn't wrong. choose them. They were given to you and they're really shitty, but like what other rules are available to you? Um, and so like, I think it's like a little bit of, of comforting the part of yourself that is hurting as you're experiencing this, this jealousy, right? Cause jealousy of course is a really normal emotion that lots of us feel about lots of different things. Right. And it's okay for yep. us to feel things. The goal is not to not feel yep. the goal is to understand and respond how we want to in the reality of those feelings. And so like, it's okay for you to be super excited for your friends and also okay for you to feel jealous of them. And it's also okay for you to say, do the, do some work for yourself to say, yep, I know that I'm jealous. I know that this feels really shitty. And it's important for me to remember that we're not on a timeline, right? That's a thing I've been told that I know isn't true. So when I get this feeling of jealousy, I'm going to take care of myself. And I'm also going to say to myself, you're not on a timeline. You are just living your life in a very beautiful, complicated way. And other people's shit doesn't have shit to do with your shit. So (laughs) (laughs) that's episode title. (laughs) Uh, Episode title. (laughs) Take that iTunes. Uh, Can't censor anyway. us, iTunes. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Sam's 
right. And I, you know what came to mind when I read this um, check-in topic was uh, that this is relatable to me on on so many levels, and and I'm sure relatable to so many people. Like your wedding was one of the most fun, joy-filled, authentic, like easy, easy days to have a great time. And I also felt sad. I felt like a little sadness. Um, <laughs> well, I think I've told you this before. I, none of the happiness was taken away with the sadness, mm-hmm. but I it was just, I a lot had happened in my life in that year. That's very true. And I had moved a bunch and I would I, I had been very lonely the year before. And I got to see all of your friends and loved ones and family come together and celebrate you. And I felt like I didn't have the same um, support system uh, in those different avenues of my life. And I, re- I remember like calling my now wife um, after the wedding and saying it was so much fun. It was so beautiful. I feel a little lonely. I feel Aww. a little I feel it made me feel whatever I felt, like I said, um, but that didn't take away from any of my genuine joy. And I and mm-hmm. I and an enjoyment of the day. And I think it's, it's true for what the letter writer wrote, just like that, that, that happiness felt was so genuine and also income all these human feelings of like, am I doing it wrong? Is there something wrong with me? Am I, um, am I behind? Am I missing out? You know? And, and it's, it's all our insecurities speaking. It's, it's all the voice in the back of our head saying we're not enough. We're not enough. We're not enough because, um, you know, the feelings I felt were like, I don't have as many friends as Sam has. You know what I mean? Like that, that is like a, such a, that is the, such a voice of a, of a childhood wound or oh, a childhood for sure. Absolutely. insecurity. Right? Like it I mean? sounds like a, a child, like yes, a child would say you it. You say right? it out loud <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but that's, that's, that is all the more reason to be really nurturing of ourselves when we feel these ways. For sure. If I hadn't, if I hadn't processed through those feelings, maybe I would have taken them out on you for somehow, I don't know, beating me in the friend game or yeah, whatever. For I don't sure. know what that means. You know, or like if you to the letter writer would instead be if you if you if you didn't hold space for both of those feelings and um, of the, of the joy and the jealousy, then maybe the jealousy would creep in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have to, you have to nurture all parts of yourself is, is all I'm trying to say. For and sure. envy isn't telling us we've done something wrong. Envy is, is trying to amplify the voice of our insecurities, right? Mm. By making us feel though, feel as though we are less than, or we've made a wrong choice or, or whatever. But if you dilute it down, maybe envy is just telling us that our life looks different than other people's, you know, um, it's, it's complicated and we have to sort of like untangle it. And I had to do some work to feel at peace with my social circle or, or who will show up to my wedding if we ever have one post COVID, Mm -hmm. um, but I'll I'll, yeah. sh- I'll show up to be clear. Thanks. <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah, you're gonna be in the whoever yes. get remarried is. <laughs> yeah, remarried to yeah. Willow, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, mm, good qualifier. Uh, anyway, we're getting a little off track here, but this is all very relatable, um, and we we at least hope make hope this makes you feel a little bit less alone. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for offering this check-in topic to us. I think it was really helpful. Let's dive into today's letter. 
Okay. Our letter today comes from Spotify Gurley, whose pronouns are she, her, and who is writing from a place of insecurity. We were just talking about this. Oh my God, we were just there. (laughs) Hi, Sam and Sierra. I wanted to write to you on how I can handle this hurt and deep-rooted insecurity I have. My ex and I broke up six months ago, and it was a great breakup. We dated for a year, and she was moving to Europe, and I didn't know where I would be in a few years, so we had to end the relationship. There was no end date in the distance, and I would rather us end on a good note than hurt each other in long distance. So we mutually broke up, but had this goal that we would be friends. Before we broke up, we shared our insecurities around breakups to make sure that we treated each other with care. Hers was that I would never talk to her again and not try to be her friend. My insecurity was that she would immediately date someone and forget about me because in the past I was cheated on and other exes would date a month or less after they broke up with me. So in breakups, I feel I am forgettable and less than. Three months after our breakup, she posts a picture on her Instagram with a girl, and it looks like they were talking or dating of some sort. I asked her at the time if they were a thing, and she said no. Mind you, in those three months, she and I were texting every day. We don't do this now. We text maybe once a month. I then thank her for telling me and that I'm going to unfollow this Instagram. It's her private. She has a regular one for non-close friends. Because it wasn't helping me move on, and I don't want her to feel guilty for moving on. I also don't think it was healthy for me right now to follow this private Instagram. I also wanted to be clear with her and upfront when I needed space, and I also would always reach out to her to catch up, keeping in mind her insecurity. Since me asking about her friend, I deleted my social media apps on my phone to prevent me from searching her up. I feel it wouldn't help me and just hurt, but I still have Spotify. I think you know where this is going. I know what I'm going to say right now isn't healthy and sounds like I'm crazy. And truthfully, she doesn't owe me anything and I need to do actions to help in my healing. But I searched her up on Spotify to see her playlist. I miss her so much. It's hard for me not to. But again, I know that this isn't okay. I should stop. When recently looking, I see the girl that she told me was just a friend and she created a playlist with and it is full of love songs. I just feel like she could have lied to me about this friend and it hurts. I know that this is rooted in my insecurity, and if it was as loving as I thought it was, she wouldn't lie to me. It's also, if she did lie and move on, it's not something I can change or do. But it's hard for me right now to not feel like my insecurities were not cared for, and I feel really sad. I want her to be happy, I really love her, but I do feel really hurt and forgettable, and I don't know how to get rid of this feeling. I also know this breakup was harder on me because I'm dealing with a lot of unhappiness in general. I'm 25 and I feel really lost. I guess I just want outsiders to look on this and see what y'all would do to feel less hurt. I also feel this letter doesn't say much more on the nuances of the relationship. It was my healthiest relationship, and I felt I really learned to love through her, but there was a lot of shortcomings in the relationship on both sides. I don't want to diminish that, and there were a lot of hard times where I need to hold myself accountable. Though this is a short blurb, I don't want to sound like a victim because I'm not. I think I'm just sad with the possibility of her moving on due to me taking a bit longer to get over people. I feel like she just moved on really fast if she did. But this is also hypotheticals and it's her life and she doesn't owe me anything. We're exes. Thank you so much for taking the time to read this letter. Spotify girly, thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. Um, I, You are in the thick of it. This is... This is perfect proof that relationships and part- that breakups hurt in all iterations of the universe. For sure. And especially when you're trying to navigate post-breakup boundaries and uh, obligations to one another. And it's really confusing to suss out 
like what you have a right to be upset about and what you what you need to process through on your own, basically. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to get more into it that and hopefully give you some helpful takeaways on how you can approach this differently from your heart. Um, But first, we're going to take a quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, friends. uh, Welcome back 
Um, yeah, I think to sort of build off of what Sierra talked a little bit about before the break, um, I do think that it can be really challenging for us when we are trying to do breakups in a way that doesn't get anyone hurt. Um, yeah. And I really appreciate, I really appreciate the idea of as we're moving through breakups, we can and should perhaps think about how our actions are going to impact the other person, right? And that we want to do breakups in, in ways that are aligned with our values, right? Let's like not treat people like shit. Let's, let's remember that we were once together, that we once shared things, right? Like all of that is really great in a lot of circumstances. In some circumstances, like fuck them, right? Like <laughs> you don't know anyone anyway. Right? <laughs> That's right. If, there's a whole bunch of places where like that sort of kindness isn't necessarily due um, or kindness could look like just like cutting somebody off and like not yes. doing any sort of caretaking around it. And, yeah. I, and I do appreciate like this idea of like, let's remember that we were in relationship and that we, we do still, we had time together and like, let's move through this in a way that's going to be at least as respectful as we possibly could. But I think that yeah. there's a difference between that and then making agreements about what we are and aren't going to do over the course of a period of time that feel like they're not actually like in reality, right? Because for example, your partner can't decide whether or not she's going to fall for somebody else and when that's going to happen, right? Like that kind of stuff just happens. And I don't know who this person is, how they met, how their relationship is going, if they even have a relationship at all, right? Like this is all conjecture at this point, but like, I don't know what she was lying about, what she wasn't lying about, but I do think that like this sort of idea that we're going to hold our exes accountable to some sort of agreement with each other, with us after we're done being together, just kind of sets us up for more heartbreak, right? Especially if those things are about like, you're going to be in my life forever and you're not going to date anyone super fast, right? Because those are things that like, we don't have a whole lot of control over, right? Those are things that may are really easy to sort of fall apart pretty quickly. So I think yes. that like, I appreciate what you were trying to do here. And I also think that like, this kind of set you up for even more heartbreak because of course, of course your ex is going to move on at some point, right? Like that's what we do after yeah. breakups happen. And like the idea that you're supposed to just continue to be her friend as this is all happening too, is also pretty unreasonable, right? Like you shouldn't have to text her every day when she's actively dating someone else, right? Like that doesn't seem like an agreement that feels like fair. <laughs> so, and I know that we always talk yeah. about like, there's no fairness in relationships, but like there is a level of place where you can be like, I'm not doing this anymore, <laughs> right? Like this isn't, yeah. this is not working for me. And it seems like this should yeah. be a place where you're like, this isn't going to work for me anymore, right? Like we can't continue to be friends while you're dating someone else. It's just not going to hurt. It's going to hurt me. And I know that it's going to hurt you too, but like, I'm not going to sacrifice what I need out of this just so that you don't feel so bad about this breakup. Well, and I think what's confusing about post breakup negotiations like this is, so yeah, she could have lied to you because it was uncomfortable. Because if my ex called me up and said, are you dating somebody new? Of course, it, you can clearly say like, yes, I am, right? <laughs> that is <laughs> yes, what you, you would that you would hope to say that, right? But also like, does that, does that ex have a right to my private life? Does that ex 
have some sort of ownership over that knowledge about who I am or I'm not sleeping with or what I'm doing with my heart. Like it's for me, it's complicated because it sort of extends that that ownership that we feel over our partners into the ex ex arena mm-hmm. <laughs> to the into the ex hood. Um, and that doesn't that might be what my heart wants in in the pain of that situation, but that's not where my ideology lives. That's that's not where mm. my, like I want to be practicing, you know, my relationships from. Because the truth is, both of you are no longer responsible for caretaking for each other's insecurity, and I don't mean that in a heartless way. Like, of course, like we want to be kind um, and care to, and nurturing to our fellow humans, and especially like our exes. These are people that we probably loved once, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel conflicted about these expectations that you both are putting on each other um, because it, it's it. This is where the hurt will get. Hurtier. <laughs> that's not <laughs> the sure. title. That, that's not a word. But like, this is where the hurt is going to cause e- deeper, more immense damage because of the gray area y'all are hovering in mm-hmm. and how the how muddy the boundaries become if you try to be immediate friends with your exes, right? Mm-hmm. And you try to gatekeep who they can and cannot date or how, when they're going to move on. And this is, this is not, this is all very reasonable. I think I've done similar things. And so I'm, I'm speaking from the perspective of somebody who was like, yeah, I promised my ex all of these things. And then I couldn't deliver them Mm -hmm. because I was promising them under the idea that it would prevent hurt. And, and guess what? Nothing prevents hurt in a breakup, right? Um, you can, you can, you can prevent like unkindness you can prevent you can you can try to be as kind as possible but breakups are uncomfortable they hurt for sure absolutely and i think you know keeping all of this in mind right it sounds like you two were really trying to prevent hurt from happening and like sierra said breakups always hurt right so like you know this feeling that you're feeling right now is like i just feel so sad about the idea that she's moved on and it's like Of course you do. It's hard to watch somebody that we love who like, sounds like from your letter, never necessarily did anything super wrong in the relationship, but just was like a product of bad circumstances that you had to break up. Of course, it's hard to watch somebody else, that person that you still love, move on to someone else. And I know that then the story that you start to hear about that is I'm forgettable. I'm unimportant. I wasn't Mm. meaningful in this relationship. Mm but that's not actually what's happening, right? I know that that's what it feels like is happening. I know that that is the thing that you're believing about this this instance. But when we hold that sort of feeling up to the light, it begins to disintegrate, right? Like that's sort of the the idea behind the fact that her relationship somehow means something about your relationship isn't true. You're not forgettable. You are not unlovable. You're not being left behind, the person is just in a different iteration of their life, just as you are, just yes. as you're trying to figure yes. out what a different iteration of your life is. So I deeply feel that. And like, 
it's so hard. It's so hard to get broken up with. It is so hard to watch the person that you want to be with be with someone else. Like that's that's a double whammy right there. And then you're also holding yourself to this expectation to continue to be in this person's life, which is like, why are yeah. you in why are you choosing to inflict this harm on yourself yeah. in order to maybe prevent some sort of pain for this other person, which probably yeah. is not actually gonna happen. Let me paint it. Let me paint the picture for all of y'all who are like, no, no, I'm going to be immediate friends with my exes after we break up. <laughs> if you choose to be friends with your exes after you break up, that it, like I've, that can be the goal, but you need space because what you're signing up for when you're like, no, no, I want to be your friend um, is you have to be able to be friends with all of them, every, all dimensions of them, right? Mm. You cannot just choose to be friends with the front facing part of them, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the, the part of them that lies and says that they're not in a new relationship or who knows if they <laughs> lied or not. Right, right, you know, right. maybe they're, maybe they weren't official yet. And so she didn't want to like misspeak. Um, uh, you have to, you have to say, I want to be friends with you platonically. And that means being friends with the part of you that is romantic with other people or mm -hmm. sexual with other people or intimate with other people or whatever. Yep. Um, this is why Sam and I say take a break in between the breakup and the friendship is because you have to be able to befriend all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and we know that that's really hard, fresh out of a relationship. Also, so much love to all y'all out there. Don't get me wrong. I still, I still creep on Instagram. I still creep, right? But sure. fucking get off of Spotify. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that we all have this instinct in us to be like, we're. I'm gonna. T I'm gonna click on a couple things and actively hurt myself. Yeah, by I'm gonna this hurt clicking. my feelings you know? on purpose. <laughs> How many times? You know what you should do next time. This is this is advice for everyone out there, including myself. The next time I'm creeping on the Instagram or creeping on whatever, and I and I'm going to check on something that I know might not make me feel good. I'm gonna say it out loud. I'm gonna say I'm going to press a couple of these buttons to make myself feel bad <laughs> or to find out something that I don't really actually want to know the answer to yep. right because mm -hmm. that's what we're doing when we're creeping on our exes that's that <laughs> like is really when real you, when you look at their Venmo transactions say it out loud I am actively choosing to hurt myself that's really when real. you look at their Spotify playlists say I'm choosing to hurt my I'm choosing to find out about something that will potentially hurt me yeah also make your Venmo <laughs> transactions private y'all no one needs I've to see that, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway regardless um this is, this is, listen, Spotify girly, I feel for the pain that you're feeling right now. And I have definitely been there um, because it feels, it feels like it's the nail in the coffin. The, co the, the dead body in the coffin is your relationship. Here we go. <laughs> Here's the metaphor. <laughs> I'm really excited about this metaphor. Where Sam's are we going face. with this? <laughs> the relationship is the body. Okay. It's dead, okay. R.I.P. It's dead, yep. Mm -hmm. The coffin, the coffin is the parameters that you built up around the relationship ending. Like, okay, we're going to talk sometimes or, sure. you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And then the nail in the coffin is like, oh my God, the relationship's actually over. Because mm. that's what I think this is. That's mm -hmm. why this hurts so much, right? It's you, you wrote it in your letter perfectly. 
And with great clarity and and understanding that like this relationship wasn't meant to be that it had its flaws. I know I can't control her after she got out of this relationship. I know moving on is totally understandable. And also this hurts so much. I can't stop thinking does. about it. It's, it's like because it's 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 the nail. It's like different metaphor. It's like taxidermying your pet after they die. <laughs> Right. And thinking that it means that it's not going to hurt that your pet died because you'll be like, oh, yeah, well, it's still like, here. I right. I still have it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then it's like, wait a minute, this isn't the same. And now I just feel weird because I have this like taxidermy pet in my house. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I like the corpseless metaphor much better. I mean, I mean there is a corpse. corpse it's like yeah. a skin. It's a corpse cloak. <laughs> gross, gross, gross. <laughs> I'm only letting you get away with it because your dad does taxidermy. <laughs> yeah, this this episode is unhinged, and I apologize to literally all 10,000 of our listeners. I'm very sorry, personally. Sorry, sorry. Wish we could go back and change it. Um, we literally could. <laughs> no, it's already out. It's already out. All right, Spotify girly. All of this to say... This sucks. This is a shitty situation that you're in. And I appreciate that you and your ex tried to make things less shitty by by trying to create rules for yourselves to be respectful. And those yeah. rules aren't working. They're just not working right now. And, and so we need to develop some new rules for how you want to move forward. And our recommendation for you is to 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 spend less time in spaces where your ex feels like they're present with you, whether that means that you block them on Spotify, whether that means that you stop talking to them for a while, whether that means that you um, go live in a a hermitage for a few months, like whatever you (laughs) need to do to create some distance between your, you and your ex, because new rules need to be put in place. And at this point, given the distance between you two emotionally and relationally, those rules have to be decided for both of you separately. Yes, that is the the spark notes version of everything I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like more eloquent, clear, and shorter. <laughs> the people don't want eloquent right. and clear. They they come week after they week to hear <laughs> for the chaos. <laughs> All right, lovelies. I love you, darling, so much, especially my Spotify girly. I hope that your heart is feeling a little mildly soothed after this. Um, I promise you it will feel less painful day to day. We love you. Thank you so much for writing. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us or if you want access to ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. There's also a whole bunch of other cool perks on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit our que- your questions, our questions, your questions for <laughs> all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can get our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. And remember, breakups hurt. Separations hurt. And that hurt comes in waves and in layers. Make sure you're taking time to nurture all different stages of your grief. 
and letting yourself feel those feelings in a safe environment. And if all else fails, just break up.